This episode of the Random Rams with Rob podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. <laughs> Excuse me. I had to use my professional voice for a little bit. But if you go to BlueChew.com, you can get your first order for free if you use the promo code RANDOM. Now, I mean, we talked about this last time. I gave you my explanation to why we peddling BlueChew on the podcast and whatnot. They sponsoring the show for a limited time. But at the same time, I like these people. They're some cool cats and whatnot. And, you know, when I come across cool people and whatnot, whatever it is they're doing, you know, as long as it's, you know, not harming anybody. And I, I, I highly doubt that Bluetooth is harming anyone. You know, I like to support them and their efforts and their products and whatnot. And that's what this is. This is a partnership between 3R Show and Blue Chew. So for a limited time, once again, you go to bluechew.com and you use promo code RANDOM and you can get your first order for free. And I mean, this is FDA approved product, baby. So, I mean, you ain't getting no gas station pills and whatnot with the picture of the, the dude with the abs on there or the lady making the old face and whatnot. Nah, man, this is pharmacy grade freaking ingredients and whatnot and since it's chewable it works up to freaking two times faster than that viagra and the cialis stuff and whatnot and since you know it is in a chewable form you can take it on a full stomach or an empty stomach because i know with viagra you have to take it on an empty stomach uh, about 30 minutes or so what before and whatnot since this is in the chewable form i keep saying chewable because it's blue chew baby you know the medicine gets to where it needs to faster. That way you can get down to business up to two times faster and whatnot. So go on over to bluechew.com. The color blue, if you're Spanish, azul. <laughs> but don't type in azul. You got to type in blue. That's B-L-U-E chew.com. Get your first order for free. Try it out if you like it. Keep doing it, baby. But the first one's on me, courtesy of Blue Chew. Use that promo code random. And bam, get your sex home. Get your, get, get your sexy home. Go ahead, get going. Get, get your sexy. I, I don't think I can do it that long because I don't want to get hit with copyright. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Random Ramblings with Rob. Yeah. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, let me thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first time listener, I'd like to thank you all so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody referred you to me, if you're in that general vicinity, I'd like for you to reach up and give that person a crisp high five. But if you're not in the general vicinity, I want you to use your social media app of choice, whether it be Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, or whatever have you. I, I recently got on TikTok, so if you can send some shit on TikTok, you can do that too. And uh, tell that person that referred you to me, thank you for referring you to me. So, speaking of social media, you can find this show on Twitter at 3RShow, and you can find it on Instagram by using the hashtag 3RShow. 
or you can use the hashtag Walmart log. I give you hashtags because somebody already got the freaking username 3R show and my username is long and convoluted and shit and it kind of pissed me off. So I just rather use the hashtag 3R show or hashtag Walmart log to where you can see me walking around the hollowed halls of Walmart. You can also go on Facebook, search the Random Realms of Rob podcast, and you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find many different ways to support the show, whether it be Patreon for just one dueler, um, merchandise. I just got my freaking go the fuck home camouflage wrestling is trash hat. I know there's a lot of stuff to throw at you or whatever in one sentence, but it's fly as fuck. I'm aware this weekend to the H town pod fest that we're having here in Houston, Texas at bar Bohemi on Saturday, the 16th at 8 PM. So if you're in the general vicinity or if you want to come down to Houston, if you're big balling like that, you can come on and hang with the crew. And with all that being said, I got my shit out the way. Now I got to bring in the guest. <laughs> so joining me on this edition of the random rounds with Rob podcast, um, I was kind of briefing him on how I come across him and whatnot and all the things that he does. And um, it's the wild world of the Internet. So former guest of this podcast, uh, Tiny Ebony, which goes by the name of Melanie Cummins now, uh, adult film star and whatnot. You can look up her stuff on Twitter. She got the biggest following there and you can find the most content there that you're not paying for. But I seen her uh, post a tweet about her doing a guest spot on um, a show called What the Fuck TV. I mean, it's not spelled out like that. He uses the acronym WTF TV. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this? So I go over there, see what's going on. And um, what really caught my eye about um, contacting the guests to try to get them on the show to talk a little bit is they have a banner on their uh, Twitter profile that says they are celebrating 25 years of uh, broadcasting and I'm just like damn I'm just barely coming in at four years and I, I just like I still think I'm wet behind the ears and don't know shit which I, I, I don't <laughs> and I am but to be doing something like this for 25 years I mean just think about that the, within the span of 25 years how technology has advanced and so on and so forth and you know so I had to get somebody from that uh, that brand over here to chat a little bit and that's what I did so joining me on this edition on the Random Rounds with Rob podcast is Nelson Torres how are you sir how you doing buddy how's it going man and by the way shout out to Melody Cummings very sweetheart beautiful woman who um got me to spot I guess you know at, at this form I, just, I didn't know that you knew Melody Cummings until now yeah. but you know uh, she's, she's a sweetheart she's a total uh total beautiful woman so shout out to her and if and, and believe me you, you, you do want to check out her videos they are really awesome <laughs> yeah there's a shining endorsement and if you do happen to check out those videos and you want to go out and to kind of emulate with a, a partner of your choosing you can go mm-hmm. ahead and uh, go to bluechew.com and use that promo code random and get uh, your first order free Bam! Sponsor. Play. There you go. And I, 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 and I can tell you this much: I've used Blue Chew myself. You know, I don't mind me, me saying so. Man, so. see that? I mean, it all worked out, man. We got a testimonial on the show. <laughs> hey, look! I, I've heard. I, I, I love Blue Chew. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes in handy. Sometimes I won't admit it to to my partner or yeah. whatever, but yes, um, it does come in handy for sure. It's best <laughs> that you don't say anything. But if they do, they do. They don't. Yeah. You don't. 
I mean, a lot of people feel like, you know, oh, man, I'm just embarrassing myself. I'm putting down my manhood and stuff. I feel like less of a man. I'm like, man, I fuck No, that, man. when you get a, no. Yeah. When you get a certain age, then it happens. But then again, you know, there's ways of doing it without Bluetooth. But with Bluetooth does it come in handy. That's for sure. That I can tell you. That I, that, that's a testimony for me. There you go. I'm at, I put my order in. They, they offer me some free stuff, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to check it out. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all works out. But anyway, shout outs to Blue Chew. But um, twenty five years, man. That that yes, is sir. freaking amazing. And I mean, let's let's go tw- back twenty five years. I mean, what got you Ooh. in the field? What got you started? Wow, funny question because I'm calling you right now from my um, TV studios that is in Manhattan, New York City. Um, it actually starts as a public access show, which is still a public access show to this very day. Mm-hmm. Um, what really got me inspired to do a show like this is actually watching other public access shows in New York City and right. local shows in New York. Um, my shows have a different variety of things, but um, just to make a long story short, I'm not going to go on all day. Mm-hmm. But basically, in, in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, that's where the boom was happening. In, in Manhattan in particular, we would have shows like the late night shows, like the adult shows. The examples would be like Midnight Blue starring Al Goldstein and the other ones like Robin Burr, the Robin Burr show. If you're not familiar with those, they're very much localized in New York City. They're pretty much the, uh, the, um, the smut of New York that yeah. not many people know about. <laughs> But, I mean, I'm telling you this much, um, um, you may know Ron Jeremy, but he has appeared on Midnight Blue on a number of occasions. Word. But that's where I got that's where I got my inspirations, among other things. And also, the show is actually a wrestling format at two shows as well. i seen that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. i seen that, man. And it yeah, was like, yeah. I saw the belt and everything, and because that was one of the mm-hmm. first videos that I kind of peeked in, you know, when I was, you know, looking you up and whatnot. And I was like... I've seen the wrestling mask and all those other different things. I was like, oh, oh. He, he's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Because, you know, but the thing is, is that a lot of people, you, you're, you're, you're like maybe the 50th person that said that to me when it comes to like combining like porn, if you will, with wrestling. I mean, to be fair, I'm not combining porn, porn. Nobody's screwing, you know, I don't know yeah. if I can curse here. Yeah. I curse, I'm, I, can I? Yeah, okay, fuck awesome. shit. Um, so, so no, but, no, but I just want to make sure because sometimes people be sensitive. Like, oh, you can't curse, you have to, you know. But anyway, um, but yeah, there's nobody fucking in, in, in these things. You know, we basically keep things very simple because in this studio, they won't allow us to do any penetration, which is illegal in, on television anyway. Yeah. So, so we got to really keep that to a minimum. So basically on my shows these days where I usually have girls come on and, you know, we interview them, of course, and then occasionally we'll have them either right on the vibrating thing called the Sibian, <laughs> which is a shout out to them, by the way. I'm endorsing it because, you know, they got me this machine and, you know, I endorse them all the time and it's a great machine to have. But anyway, the Sibian. But anyway, um, I also flog. So that's, a, that's an art I've been um, crafting for the last, I'd say, five years. And it's, it's not something you just like flog for the hell of it. There's an art to it. Mm-hmm. So you just flog and spank the girl's ass and make sure they're bright red. Or you don't want if to, if they're too sensitive, you could just be light, but, you know, mm-hmm. without really hurting them, depending on how it is. But, but there is an art to it. But that's what I do. There's a lot of crazy stuff I do every week. And also on the wrestling end to it, we do have, you know, 
on and off, we've been doing it for 25 years, so to speak, where we have guys wrestle in a ring. So, because like I said, I'm all over the place. So that's where um, WTF is. It's all over the place. It's a lot, and and it's all inspired from a local New York show in New York City. And I just said two things at the same time. But what I'm saying is, it's basically you know a variety of adult wrestling show. Um, Like I said again, I got that from all the stuff in the 80s and 90s. As I said, just tons of inspirations I could just go into. Now, isn't professional wrestling amazing? Where's the question? Um, well, yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, I said, isn't pro wrestling amazing? <laughs> Is pro wrestling what? <laughs> I said, isn't pro wrestling amazing? <laughs> Is pro wrestling amazing? Yes, it is. It's a very amazing thing. Yeah, see, as I'm talking to you, I'm in the studio where everybody's looking at me like, hey, where's so-and-so? That's, <laughs> see, this is where I, I do my studio uh, live every week for the last, let's say, 10 or 15 years. That's where the shit happens. Yeah. Anything happens, go live. And even some of the wrestling talk, for example, and some of it is not rehearsed. See, this is what happens is now I'm in the conference room where I normally do my meetings and some jack-off decides to come in and say, hey, where's so-and-so? I don't know. I'm in the middle of an interview. Hey, fuck <laughs> off. You know, but, you know, basically things can go uh, hayward and anything, anything can happen. Now, in the case of uh, Melody Cummings that we mentioned earlier, um, she was on, I'd say, about a couple of weeks ago. And... We believe it or not, we actually flogged her, spanked her, because I think she loves that stuff. And more yeah. importantly, I got the chance to choke her. Word. Now that's another art. Yeah. So I mean, on live television. Yeah. So like you talk about the flogging and the choking and all that stuff or whatever, and you know you have to be careful with that thing because you can seriously injure somebody or possibly kill oh, a motherfucker. Yeah. So I mean, oh, how, you, how how do you even? I said again. Yeah. How do you even work up and train for something like that? Well, you don't just, tr- I mean, like, it's an art to it. It's something you do yeah. for years where you, you don't try to kill the girl. You yeah. don't want to do that. That That's my manslaughter right there and murder. But, you know, there's ways of doing it. And the funny thing is, is that some girls actually like that. Mm-hmm. And some won't admit that, but they do. So, <laughs> and, you know, that's been something I've been doing for the last five or six years. Now, 25 years, once again, just to jump back into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done like wrestling. I've done adult conventions. I've done different interviews. I haven't interviewed a president yet. I mean, but I have interviewed tons of porn stars and I've done a tons of interviews with wrestlers over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I guess that's better than nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's all involved in something that you enjoy. So, I mean, it doesn't really feel like work, even though I, you're in the studio doing work as we're doing work right now. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So that's why when I'm like, I'm talking to you right now, I'm technically working. But at the same time, you know, I'm enjoying this podcast already so far because I just want to tell you everything about 25 years of WTF. Tons of it, you know. Um, like I said, I ha- like I said, I mentioned I don't interview in, um, um, public figures like the presidents and stuff like that. But definitely, I interview a guy who can suck his own dick, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, now and it's interesting that even Ron Jeremy comes up in this thing. And there's a lot of things that's tying in together. You, you, you shout out the sponsor for Blue Chew. We um, Melanie Cummins. We got that in uh, common. And then um, now you're talking about Ron Jeremy. It just so happens that he has, uh, I think, his own brand of alcohol, doesn't he? Like some, some yes, he does. Yeah, he has his own uh, vodka. 
Yeah. To be exact. So, I mean, just. I, know, I think it's a whiskey, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's either whiskey or vodka. I, be, I know it's definitely whiskey. Yeah, it should be whiskey because, I mean, that kind of plays into the whole thing, you know, the whiskey, whiskey dick. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, like. Yeah, so. I yeah, see, go ahead. Yeah, I seen that he had that or whatever. And I mean, if you can put in a word with, with your boy or whatever, I'm trying to get some sponsorship on the show. I'm trying to sponsor the whiskey. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you and me, buddy, man. I'm trying to get sponsorship for my show, which is not the easiest thing in the world. Exactly. I say partially because I do have a, uh, there's a ruling with uh, cable access shows where you can't really have sponsorships, but, you know, there's ways of going around it. But I am looking for sponsorship. Is anybody out there? Shout out. Even Blue Chew. I'll even sponsor that. There's a ways to do that on WTF TV, even live, because my YouTube has a lot of uh, um, subscribers, which, by the way, I will say right here, they believe it or not, YouTube actually recently shut me down about three months ago. Behind some of the content, or was it just one controversial incident? Um, I don't know exactly per se because YouTube doesn't tell me, Exactly, but I think it may, it may have been like one of the few videos and then say, you know what, let's just take this fucker down. I mean, I'm very careful. So, you know, trying to blur everything, trying to censor. I don't like censoring things, but it's a YouTube bullshit. Yeah. But you know, but I just, I'll, you know, if I plug my new YouTube page a little bit later, then everybody else can get that. But basically I had almost seven, close to 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I I was really trying to reach that on 100,000 subscriber mark. And those cocksuckers decided to take me down. Yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. But, but then, you know, I, I just opened a YouTube page, a new one. I'm going to put some of my old stuff. I'm going to be a little more careful, but some of my old stuff, whatever right now, and if you if you don't mind me saying so, my YouTube page is youtube.com forward slash WTF TV live. Word. So yeah. that. And if you're if you if you're into more of the wrestling stuff, it's actually also youtube.com forward slash WTF wrestling. So there you go. Yeah. I mean in like me personally, this show was gonna originally be a wrestling podcast, but I see mm-hmm. all the work that goes into, you know, doing a wrestling podcast from all the ones that I listen yeah. to. You know, you got to do the research. You got to be up on scoops. You know, sometimes yeah. you want to be the person that breaks the news. So you got to try to get in these some of these seedy underbellies and to get all the rumors and the dirt and whatnot. But um, I just kind of like this better because we can occasionally talk wrestling and then not overpower the yeah. show. But I mean, wrestling is weed through exactly. everything. Yeah. No, exactly. It feels like it's kind of like my show. There's time to talk about wrestling and there's time to talk about porn. It's stuff that I love the most and combined with two things that I'm familiar with the most. As a matter of fact, I do, you know, I like to travel to porn conventions, believe yeah. it or not. And I don't know if you've seen some of that on my um, YouTube, but uh, mm-hmm. my Twitter feed, which is at WTF TV and cheap plug. But what I'm saying is um, that I, I travel to different parts of the country just to, in, just to do these conventions and interview different porn stars. Sometimes the same, you know, and I've been doing that for like the ten, past 10 years. And, um, and I'm actually trying to, as we speak, trying to do more wrestling conventions, you know, to be more wrestling oriented. But I know sometimes some of the wrestlers who already know me don't want to talk to me because they don't want to be associated with a, <laughs> with a guy who has a wrestling and porn podcast. And I'm surprised you're, you even contacted me 
So that's why I was a little confused. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there's, there, I mean, I'm sure this wrestlers don't want to talk to me. I get it. I understand. You don't want to be like, so, oh, my God, you talk to porn stars. I don't know if I can talk to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get that a lot. I mean, I, I don't get butthurt about it, but, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. Now, um, as far as, you know, you've been doing this for 25 years, you know, public access, which I'm going to touch on that in a little bit. But, like, as far as broadcasting and doing interviews, do you have any formal training or mm-hmm. you just kind of fell into it? I just, but to be honest with you, when I started this, I just fell into it. I mean, the closest to training I ever had is to, to use my father's um, camcorder that I had for like the past five years before I get onto public access. And I used it the first few years of the show. And then shortly after, when I got into college, the first year, it was a communic- I'm a communications major. Yeah. And, um, and it combined with a film uh, major as well. I was able to get training there, you know, to how to learn to do uh, nonlinear or linear stuff there too. So I was able to get formal training there and learn from the process and also was able to learn from a buddy of mine who got, who, uh, who we met through uh, the public access shows over the years who has a similar show that I did back then who called himself BG the broadcaster. And he was sort of like a mentor to me. And he does, he tends to do that to this very day, but, but just a shout out to him. But what I'm saying is, is that I, I, I did have some training a little bit while I was in college at the time. And I was self-taught shortly after once I got, get my shit together. <laughs> Word. So like been doing this for so long, some type of media, some audio or some type of visual thing, whatever. Do you still get nervous? All the time. Because especially when you go live, because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You know, cause there is things are planned out. Some things we just cave break because you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, leave the, uh, the you don't want to ruin the magic, if you will, or what happens. Mm-hmm. But there's things that do go up a rise and we go, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? Or sometimes the PAs and the other producers are in the studio, look at it like, what the fuck's going on? And, and I get yelled at sometimes for shit that happens. Like if, um, I think one time we, um, what was, ha- what, what was the one thing? I think I remember there was plenty of times I got yelled at. The one thing I remember was that a girl actually came here and she had a food fetish. And by the way, she's one of the wrestlers on the show. I'll, I'll, I don't mind saying, I don't know if she wants me to say, that, but she did. She, she's one of our female wrestlers, but a year prior to that, she actually came in, did a food fetish demonstration, and she literally got like cream all over herself. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, dude, her, her boyfriend was, her husband, whatever, um, actually poured all that stuff on her life. And this was his thing. So, and she got into it, and we did it live, whatever. Now, you know, I brought, I have my own inflatable wrestling ring. So in case any women want to get in or whatever, like, you know, hot oil wrestling and shit like that. But I brought it specifically for this uh, situation. Now, we, ha- we have a shower here somewhere in the studio. And we thought we were able to use it. What I didn't anticipate was that we were told, as soon as I got into the shower, not well, with her, but I just showed her where it was, the, one of the um, head producers and said, hey, um, you can't use that shower head. And I'm like, why not? Oh, that's not meant for the for the public. It's just okay. So why is it there then? Um, we can't use it because we don't want to clean up the mess that's in the bathroom. 
I'm like, so when we have a shower head then? And it's just so weird. And then and it got into that issue. And plus, she's walking around in a, in a one-piece bathing suit, all covered in cream in the studio. And they were not too happy. Yeah. And then you was talking about, you know, we've been talking about porn and, the, you know, the things or whatnot. You was like, this girl came. And I was like, I thought it was going to be the end of the sentence. <laughs> Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, we had the Sibian. Some girls do come uh, at times. And then we try to make sure um, we don't let the PAs, I'm telling the PAs, don't let those people that we actually came. So, <laughs> you know, and, like, you know, because sometimes they look, some of the production uh, people look at it like, did she really come? And then I would have to smarten up, say, yeah, she did, but just don't say anything. Yeah. And, uh, she's just a good actor. But, uh, but known for the TV. Yeah, she's a good actor. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, but I have to clean that Sylvia almost every time we use it. So just for the record. Um, but but the only thing, one thing I always tell people that when we when it comes to the Sylvia, nothing is inserted, which is illegal on live television. Yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Word. So the whole crazy stuff that goes on uh, on WTF TV Live in this crazy studio with different girls come on every week or a situation that comes. We take live phone calls, by the way. You know, we're more than welcome to take calls. And they, people do request, hey, can we see her tits? Hey, can we? And one, and I'll give you a quick one. A guy who calls every week calls himself foot guy. And what does he call about? Feet. <laughs> says, oh, can I see the tone? Oh, can I see this? Oh, can I see the soul? What kind of color paint toes do you have? And he he analyzes everything about that one foot, literally. So that's that's the magic of the show because we got these wacky nut jobs calling the show, and I'm not telling them to call. They people think I'm paying them to call. They're not. They 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 they're doing it on their own. Shit, that, that's another plug. Know. That's another plug. What's the um, phone number in case I want to call? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you call live every Tuesday night at 11 p.m. Um, on Channel 34, well, you, I don't know if you guys, Channel 34 in Manhattan, New York City, but you can watch it online um, at MNN.org. And if anybody wants to call in, uh, I think it's 212-757-1541 at, at a live, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Word. On the Tuesday night, by the way. <laughs> so if anybody wants to do that, but that's the studio number, so... No, no, love to hear from you. <laughs> so now, twenty five years you've been doing this for a while. We didn't covered a lot of ground mm-hmm. so far. What do you feel has been your biggest moment? You know, just in your professional career so far, or has it not happened yet? Um, uh, I feel personally it hasn't happened yet, but I, I personally think the best part is, you know, I've done all the wrestling shows that I could. Um, I think the best thing right now is me to travel to different parts of the country to do these interviews to get, to, for me, I just want to see to get the world and show the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to bring my own different elements of WTF to different parts of the country because everything is so localized in New York City. Don't get me wrong. I love New York. Mm-hmm. It's my town, but. I like to take this on the road. You know what I'm saying? Even the parts of wrestling, everything. That's what I wanted to do. And, you know, like I said, again, I've been doing this for like 25 years. And the weird thing is is that I I can tell you, uh, despite everybody's asking me, are you going to do a 25 year uh, special or whatever? Answers, no. 
that's already come and gone. But I've told, I mean, my story about 25 years is that I think I've been doing this way too long. <laughs> I mean, but the, but the only good thing about this is that I am able to learn about media in a way that nobody else could. Word. Because it's a very unique way because it's like you're learning how to edit. You're learning how to like speak proper without fucking up. Mm-hmm. You're doing this all on your own. You're learning how to uh, do different shots. Doing it your own way. And people always correct you, too. It's like, you know what? You know, you, you shoot this kind of weird way. How do you do it this way? You do it that way. You learn it as you go sometimes. I'm still doing it to this day. Mm-hmm. And even though you have formal training, it's always still, you're always still learning on the go. Yeah. And, you know, and for me, I mean, I have a day job. Uh, I, I have a, um, a day job where it's like involving media and television. But outside of that, I'm doing my own media and television thing. You know what I'm saying? So I actually learned some of the stuff on my day job and combine that with the night, uh, with my stuff I do sometimes. Word. So now going back to public access and everything, because I mean, that is. Yes, yes. That is some old school stuff or whatever, man, because it's just like. You, that's, <laughs> Dude, it's still around. It's not like anything has changed. I'm still doing it. I'm in a public access studio now. Well, no, nah, <laughs> but I'm saying it's just like. I can remember the Bob Rosses and all the things like that. That came from public access television and whatnot. And to me, you know, now that here we are, 2019, I feel like podcasting now is the new public access, mm-hmm. you know, because anybody. Oh, yeah, can I do agree. It, I... And, is, you know, it's a little less is less restrictions. I mean, I mean, <laughs> but. You know, <laughs> that that's, I feel like that's the new medium. That's the new wave and everything where public access was yeah. what podcasting is now. Yes, exactly. Which, by the way, for the record, um, I'm trying to do my own WTF podcast, kind of like what you guys are doing a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, um, like have a studio. So I'm in the process of trying to have a mini studio WTF where we can shoot and have porn stars come on and maybe even wrestlers, too, if they're not afraid to come on. Yeah. And and do our own thing there. I mean, I we are we do have an audio um, podcast, but it's like it's still uh, it's still in the uh, Apple Podcast or whatever the hell you want to call it now. Yeah. It's a WTF um, podcast, the real WTF podcast because Mark Marin has the uh, WTF whatever, but me I'm the original WTF since since 1994. That's just me. But um, I, my my TV show is also a video podcast. Mm-hmm. as well if you go to um apple podcast just type in wtf tv and then you'll be able to see actually that's more or less restricted too because um nudity is allowed on um, as long as you tell nobody hey yeah, you know i mean i can't put porn but i could definitely have nudity Word. so i feel like yeah no it's like maybe i'm like the benny hill of porn or <laughs> benny hill of wrestling you know like the only in your windows here and there but you can't really show anything i don't yeah. know if that makes sense but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, like bananas, but it's a dick. You know, I got you. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. Now, with, you know, the way you do your content and the content that you produce, do you feel like you're handcuffed because of those things? Like with the restrictions on YouTube and, you know, other platforms or whatever? Do you- a, a little bit sometimes, yeah. Um, it is. It is really sad sometimes. It's like, you know, you, you tried this so hard, so long to get this art craft. You got this now. You know, you, you've worked on it for years, and now you're trying to restrict it a little bit because of, like, a YouTube um, strike or 
somebody saying, hey, this is not politically correct or whatever, this and that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like super politically incorrect or anything like that, even though I could say some stupid shit where it's like, you know, too old school, but I don't know. But I think sometimes everything is too PC these days. I'm <laughs> just, just saying, mm-hmm. but, um, but, but what I'm saying is, um, you know, I, sometimes there is feels like I'm being less restricted a little bit. You're right. And I feel that, you know, when I do the video podcast, which is the same show, except that on YouTube it's blurred while the, the, the Apple version or whatever is less restricted. You don't see the blur. You can see titties. You can actually hear us say fuck. I mean, on YouTube you can curse too. But, you know, it, 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 it's becoming less, you know, YouTube is becoming where it's like you can't put up any content anymore without getting a flag or you can't take it down. Yeah. And I've even been noticing that on um, other platforms like Instagram and everything like that. But yeah, what kind of what kind of made me, uh, you know, it, it's a little small thing or what I, and I can understand it as well. But it still doesn't um, cease to piss me off. Like whenever you make a video that has copywritten music in it or whatnot. I mean, I know. Oh, God. So like I'm uh, trying to do one of these silly little dance challenges or whatever, and then I'm getting flags about oh you can't use this yeah. copyrighted content, but it's a part of the, the the thing. That's why this song is popular because people doing a certain dance to this shit. Yeah, exactly. It happens to me when I show my uh, conferences of Exotica. They would have like these uh, dance pole contests, and then you hear the music, and then you play it. Then YouTube, oh, it's banned in Japan or something because for some weird reason it's banned in there, banned in that. I'm like, what? And um, and then you go, like, oh, you can't monetize this video because it has the music copyright this and that. I'm like, okay, I don't care about being paid. I just want to show it. Yeah. And I guess you know, it's just me. And it's like I feel like to the point where it's like I want to talk to the DJ of the establishment and say, hey, listen, can you use these generic music, please, so I don't get flagged. You know, but uh, it, it is it's starting to get really ridiculous. You know, but I mean, parts of me understand. But at the same time, it's not like nobody's getting royalties off these videos. Monetizing it, yeah, but not like, I don't know. It's just like people are too sensitive about who's getting paid or not. But that's what it is. Yeah. Now, as far as your um, brand and your show and everything or whatever, how does that work for you, monetizing and sponsoring anything? Is that still a hard thing for you to do or... Uh, yeah, it, it is a difficult thing sometimes, sometimes to monetize it anywhere. Sometimes there is ways, I mean, you know, like, you know, I would still like to get sponsorship once in a while, but you know, I, I, it, it is, um, it, very rare that I get paid for the show once in a while. But if I get like, say merchandise, like WTF t-shirts or whatever, yeah, those yeah. are the ways I would make the money off the shelves, but nothing else beyond that. Nobody, nobody in this station in public access hands me a check. Yeah. I wish they did, but they know, but, um, but everything is all me. You know, I think my end game here is actually, you know, and still going on is one day to make WT of a brand that I can be very profitable at some point, you know, and I think with the logo and the way I brand things, the way I do this and that, and even with sponsorships to some degree, I think it will be profitable to, <laughs> in yeah. some point, you know what I mean? Like you got, you're doing your thing too. You're trying to make this as much as uh some something out of nothing you know what i mean that's yeah. how i look at it i want to make something out of nothing you know what i mean and i'm still doing it for 25 years and that's not a knock on anybody that's not that has something that's nothing but to, 
if it's, it's not even a knock if you're trying to make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key. That's the end game. And if you're just doing it just to do it, that's great. But at the end, it's like, okay, you're doing it, but then. Then, then now what? You know what I mean? But I do want to make something out of nothing. That's just how I do. I want to make something where it's like people enjoy it, you know, whatever. And and no, I don't target kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you know, but you know, it's not gonna let's put it this way, it's not gonna be on Disney Plus no time soon. But <laughs> but the bottom line is, you know, we, you know, I just, you know, I would, you know, want you to make something on hell. I won't mind my show being on Netflix. You know, I think, <laughs> I, I think that a, a show like mine could be very unique, which highly unlikely it will be on Netflix. But you know, uh, you know, you never know. You know, it's funny. I like to, you know, combine my wrestling show, which is a separate uh, YouTube page, with um, the, the live show I do every week, and find in one show in one same studio. That would be insane. I think it would even blow out, you know, SmackDown could. You know what I mean? You know, it would be a different format. That's yeah. for sure. And, it, and it's like, it's hard being a content creator because you know mm-hmm. what you want to do and you want to make your content your way, you know, establish your brand as as you have done. But it's like, that's not what gets the clicks and the likes and the views and everything. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a seldom few that, you know, that break through and, you know, do things or whatever, but it's not off. I, I kind of feel like it is off the strength of them, but is because mm-hmm. of other content that they review, not so much the thing that they create, if that makes any sense. So like, no, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. Like world star hip hop. They came yeah. popular because of other people doing shit. Not so much yeah. off of, they, they were the gathering point for everybody to go to to see other shit that peop, other people did. Not so much what they do. But because of that, they were able to establish a brand and was be able to create some of their own content because of that. So it's weird because like I, yeah. don't, I don't like to yeah, sit here. When you, when you, when you, go ahead. Yeah, because I don't like to sit here and you know, look at reaction videos or make reaction videos or whatever, because I know I don't react like that. I see a motherfucker fall off a building. <laughs> oh, I, don't get me started on those things, man. Oh, I mean, like, I think that's the thing in right now thing on YouTube is to have a reaction video reacting to the trailer or whatever. Yeah. And some of those things are fake to me. That's just whatever. That's not, yeah. that's not what I do. I don't like to unbox something, mm-hmm. you know, who cares if I unbox a fucking Funko Pop? Why would anybody care? You know, everybody cares if I open a new GoPro <laughs> camera. Why? You know what I mean? So it's like, I, it, th- th- those things, you know, to me, that's not something I want to create. Me, I just want to create something that I've already been done. It's something, if it ain't broke, don't fix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And see, and it's like, I, I'm not against all of that stuff because sometimes, like, I, I love you. Ele- I am. I, 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 I love electronics. So, and then I also have buyer's remorse when I buy certain things. <laughs> so I'll hop on mm-hmm. YouTube and have somebody, you know, show me a review real quick. And I'll be like, oh. You know what? Not for nothing. A review about the machine is something else. But the unboxing thing is a little bit silly. Like, look at this. I just got this new Mortal Kombat thing with a with a Scorpion's head on it. Like, Let's unbox that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, but then again, you pay like 200 bucks for it. So I'm guessing you want to see how you unbox it. Yeah. And I guess to be fair. And if you can't, <laughs> yeah. And if, and if you are monetizing those things, you you kind of make that $200 back, I guess. Right. So, I mean, it's a scheme. Yeah. There it. you go. 
it's a scheme, I guess, or whatever. But I mean, it's just that's not things I like, you know, because I do want to make video content, but I don't want to make that shit because that's not me. And I don't like doing that. I almost wanted to do. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. I almost want to do uh, anti freaking um, reaction videos or whatever. So like I'm just because when I look at my phone and, you know, other people can probably own up to this, too. When I look at a video and, you know, something happens. I'm just kind of like, okay, and I hit the like button if I liked it or mm-hmm. I was interested in it, and then I scroll on to the other thing. I'm not like, holy shit, wah, and all this other crazy crap or whatever, because the motherfucker mm-hmm. next to me is going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it kind of like me, like, you know, except where um, where we, um, instead of unboxing any, anything that's like a trunk or whatever, we actually um, tie up girls sometimes. Yeah, we have a, a rope demonstration. Mm-hmm. A, few, a few occasions we had like a, a woman coming in and actually she wanted to be tied up. So we had this woman who was an expert on roping, long story short. She actually tied up and literally hanging suspended, suspended above um, like, a, like a harness type thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like suspended way up. And she was there for like maybe a good 20 minutes on my live show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, it's better than unboxing. You're actually tying somebody up. So you're going back in instead of taking out. Yeah, you can, you so, but even, okay. Yeah, you could probably do stuff like that and kind of like make that, those type of things your, like your unboxing videos or whatever. It's like, you're going to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's, I like that. See, because that's different and it's what you do. So, I mean, I can get behind that. Yeah. Hey, look, tying a girl up, uh, literally tying the girl is an art. Mm-hmm. So that's not something that you can just do easily. And it's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You know, not to get into that, but just basically, you know, that's what it is. But, no, you know, no, it's better that, than unboxing no, and take no, all no, those no. reactions like, oh, my God, look yeah. at the new Star Wars yeah. trailer. Holy shit. No, Whoa, no. Yeah. that shit is hot. Yeah. No, no, let's let's do get into that. You're talking about let's not get into that, but let's get into that. And you talk about the rope tying. Oh, okay, might as well. <laughs> okay. You talk ahead. about the rope tying and all that stuff or whatever. I mean, I know you do that. That's something that you practice. But do you get tied up? Uh, yes, I have. I've been tied up a number of times. All right, word. So you you got multiple times on the table, whatever. You have some experience with it or whatnot. What was that first time like? I mean, was that a foreign thing to you or was like it was just like you knew this was what was going to happen going into it? I was like, surprise, mm-hmm. motherfucker, hit some rope. <laughs> well, I knew this was coming in. So it's like the only way to get into it is just, you know, like going into a yoga class. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, be in within with yourself. You're basically, you're just, you know, clearing your mind, clearing your thoughts as you're being tied up. You're not worried about what's around you. So it is a way kind of a therapeutic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I didn't know if you were one of those. <laughs> that, that's why I say, I don't want to get into that. I don't know if you'd be into that, into that. But, hey, it is a therapeutic thing. I'm not saying I do it every day, yeah. but you could do it uh, at a certain swing parties or at a BDSM parties, which some of those you can't really take. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. But you actually go to those kind of parties, which I go to frequently, and you learn, you know, how to tie somebody up or being hogtied yourself and get that release out of you in its own weird way. So, and that's part of, because I've been doing it for the last five or 10 years now, Mm -hmm. where, you know, you actually grow as a person going through the, uh, the BDSM community, which is like, like, that's my biggest target. uh, That's my biggest audience too, that watch this. And, you know, 
And again, you know, I go to these uh, porn conventions. One of my main goals is right now, a very quick one, is there. there's a fetish convention that's in Tampa, Florida every wow. August called FetishCon. No joke, no bullshit. And that's one of my, that's one of the most requested conventions that people want me to go to. And, you know, and then you got to be very sensitive to how you interview them, even though you know how to interview them. But those people take their BDSM stuff very seriously. Now, one key, just one, go ahead. Now, I mean, you talk about that or whatever you you got to experience in, I think, multiple platforms and all this, you know, this genre of things, you know, ropes and BDSM and all this stuff. What did you think? When the book or even mm-hmm. the movies came out for um, what's that shit? Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I love the books. I read them. Hate the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I ain't gonna lie either. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't mind watching. You know what? I don't mind watching it with a partner. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. If it gets you in the mood, fine. I mean, you know, I used to watch uh, Zane's Chronicles for that. You know, that's like one of those soft core things, but it does get you in the mood, if you will. But yeah, Fifty Shades is okay, but yeah. I'm not a fan of the series, but I, the books are good. Yeah. It's a little better. You know, like, you know how they, how they said the book is better than the movie? Yeah. That's this exactly, is, exactly what it is. <laughs> now, being, being a book reader myself of that series, I mean, um, I've read book one and book two. So when the first movie mm-hmm. came out, um, I was kind of like partway into three, which after all this time, I still need to finish the third one. But um, we went see the first movie after me reading the first and the second book. And I can see why people say it sucked because, I mean, it can't really adhere to the book so much. But at the same time, yeah. I find myself hearing the exact dialogue as it was written in the damn book. And it took me out of it because, like, you know, movies are kind of an, it's an adaptation. So you have a little leeway to kind of change things for, you know, the human perspective. Like, hearing two people actually talk. Like, I mean, you're talking right now. You know, we don't talk like we wrote, like we're reading from words in a book. And that's how those lines came off on screen to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't bother to see this two uh, other movies after that. Maybe, maybe I have to. I have to. But I only saw the first one. Yeah. I didn't even bother seeing the second or third. But maybe I. Maybe I. Maybe I one day I will. Yeah. But um. But yeah. You know. But I mean, like I said, yeah. It just didn't really click with me. I was like, okay, it didn't feel like the book. It just feels like, and it was overly hyped by by um, yeah. middle aged women that 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 feel like they want to be bonded and and spanked. But but then what's funny is that when the movie did come out. Even before the book hit, you know, when the book was already out, yeah, people all of a sudden, oh, I want to be spanked. Oh, I yeah. want to do this, and I'm like, oh, okay. So there is a plus side to having a movie <laughs> being released in that mainstream. Yeah, but but if, you know, it's funny. It's the same girls that you would never think that would want to want to be into something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, they had they had to get that freaky side out of them, which is it can be easy. It's a catch twenty two, depending who you're dealing with. Yeah. So I, um, I you just gotta study their buying language, and then they say, "Hey, you know, do you ever seen the movie Fifty Shades of Grey?" That'd be like a like a uh, icebreaker there. Oh, I and see. Then, I see what you're like, doing. I see what you're doing. You're using uh, that as your launch pad. That's your that's your entryway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though I think the movie sucks, but I just use it anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, but that's that's the thing, though. See, you you have experience in that area. 
and whatnot. And, you know, to the layman, like someone like me or somebody else that has no fucking clue what's going on, that might be a good movie to them or it might, you know, interest them like how you say it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, it's like the, I like to call, we would like to call the, the ones that are not into BDSM, like the, the vanillas. They just <laughs> yeah. like to have plain sex, which is fine, <laughs> whatever. You know, you'll get off, you get you off your rockets. I don't care. But, uh, but a quick example of the vanillas, if you will, um, at the time, and I, when I, oh, by the way, I do stand up comedy and I share this story when I do stand up. Quick example of that is, um, when one time I, at the time when I went to the APNs for the first time back in 2010, I want to say it was almost 10 years now. Um, me and my girlfriend at the time, you know, uh, we, w- we went to the convention. She helped me. I learned one thing, never bring your girlfriend to a porn convention and help you film because it's not exactly the funnest thing in the world. You might think it is. It's not depending on if she's really into the stuff. If yeah. she's really vanilla, that's the best way to say it. Oh boy. And that'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, long story short, um, somebody invited me to one of the uh, BDSM parties or whatever, right? You know, an after party. And I said, yeah, no problem. I'll go. And, um, and I brought her along, which by the way, she's never been to these kind of parties. Yeah. So, so they, when you, here's a pro tip for anybody that goes to those things or been invited to those. When they tell you, don't take photos, don't take photos, don't take fake photos. Exactly. They really are serious. They, they, they stick with to that. They take that shit seriously. So anyway, um, when we went to the party itself, you know, we walked around, we talked and, and my girlfriend at the time was amazed that there was a bunch of people fucking right in front of her. And I was nonchalant because I've seen this before. So, but, um, and you know, you want to get in the mood ourselves? I don't know. But anyway, she saw this swing and she wanted to get on it. I'm like, okay, no problem. And then she got on it and said, hey, take a picture. And I'm like, um, I can't. We're not allowed to. She said, take the picture. I'm like, no, we're arguing. I'm like, take the picture. Okay. And then, okay, I took the damn picture. And then this one big burly dude that kind of looks like Braun Strowman comes out of nowhere and says, Hey, how you doing? And she had to say, Oh, good. I'm just swinging around, whatever. And he just pulls out a rubber glove and she's like, what, what are you doing? Oh, I thought you wanted me to finger you. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yeah. She, she was about to be fingered and she looked at me for help. And I'm like, you're on your own. You're sitting there. So, like, you know, this is the type of parties, like, anything goes. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you know, I'm not, I wasn't trying to be a dick about it, but then when you're in that situation and you're in that element, you have to walk in and knowing what, what kind of a environment it is. Yeah. You know, so it's not, it's not a party that serves milk and cookies. So, if you see a, a six foot five uh, bald guy with a big beard, and he's putting rubber gloves right in front of you. What do you think is going to happen? You know, so <laughs> apparently some fingering. <laughs> yeah, she didn't think that was going to happen. So, so I'm like, honey, you gotta just, you know, there's an edict to this. Come on, yeah. That's you know, it's just one of those situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, but, yeah. you being here is is Go the waiver. As a you being here is the waiver. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, so those are the things I've done over the years. You know, that's the experiences I go through sometimes, you know. 
And, you know, and I like to share them on the air sometimes. You know, every week it gets a little crazy. Sometimes it, you know, it has its moments. But, you know, I always say every week there's always something weird and something different. Okay. And I like the weird and I love the different. <laughs> so. Have you or are you close to or even have, has it ever crossed your mind to host your own event like that? You know, a WTF TV branded, you know, swing a party or something of that ilk. All the time. I've always trying to figure out how I was trying to do a 25th anniversary party at the Playboy Club, which is a little pricey. But I uh, I've been trying to think something like a big party, like a swinger type party, you know. Um, you know, if people can act, behave, I don't know if we can combine wrestling with that, you know, <laughs> that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a touchy subject there. But I mean, I would like, you know, also to, you know, be involved, you know, like in wrestling parties, like a viewing, you know, watching with fans, like a pay-per-view or something yeah, and yeah. say, Hey, look at these guys or whatever. And maybe have like a girl being spanked or flogged or something like, or maybe fingered, you know, while, while that's going on, <laughs> you know, in other words, I don't think anybody under the under age of 18 would be invited yeah. to these things. Now for things like that, I, I, I haven't really delved into their practices and policies or whatever uh, for things of like that or whatever. Cause I mean, obviously you can't put too much of that on YouTube and whatnot. Have you ever thought about going the Patreon route or something like that? Uh, yes. Uh, me and a, a couple of people are looking into doing Patreon. We're trying to figure out what to put on, you know, I mean, exclusive stuff, but we're trying to figure out how to go around it. So, cause I mean, I think, um, Patreon has a weird no porn thing. Mm-hmm. So we got to really how to be careful with that. So, um, you know, nudity is fine, but I guess, you know, what, what would be considered board porn or not? We don't know. Mm-hmm. And when it to the eyes of Patreon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's something I might, might need help with everybody say, Hey, you know, what can we go around it without getting us into trouble? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm kind of, there's not so many platforms for that other than Pornhub and all those other places or whatnot, but like, I mean, oh my, for, my show's on Pornhub too, but go ahead. <laughs> well, well, that, that's what I'm saying though. Like, I don't see people going to, for what you do or whatever, because I mean, it's fun. It's like a variety show or whatever with those elements in it, but I don't see somebody just going to Pornhub just to watch that one specific thing. So that's kind of like, to me, if we talking about that box again, it's just being limited to what our creativity is wants to push. You know? Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I want to so, do, because I, mean, I got a website no. and I want to put all my shit on my website and not have to go through Podbean and YouTube and all this other bullshit. But yeah, exactly. That's the issue with the with the Patreon that I'm trying to go through right now. Yeah. Like, what the, what platform I can use this with? You know what I mean? Without like somebody flagging me, hey, you can't show this. Oh, you know, you know. I mean, I, I am, I do have a Patreon name, which is WTF TV. Um, I parked the name since I was told nobody else can use it. Yep. And but uh, and I am in the process of trying to we're all for for some months now. We're trying to figure out because we do a we're going to do an audio podcast very soon, and we do have um you know exclu- you know exclusive content on our um, Apple Podcast video um, platforms, and you know again we just try and we and we're we launching our WTFWorld.com website, which is our official website. And we're trying to relaunch that, you know, 
And hell, I don't even go as far as trying to have our own uh, network, like a WTF network, you know, like yeah. WWE network, but WTF network, but it'll be a little bit more of adult oriented, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then of course, featuring wrestling. And like I said, again, <laughs> you know, I do want to interview going to wrestling conventions too and interview wrestlers, which, you know, I, uh, I did, I did a handful of those. I think one of my favorite ones is Missy Hyatt. So she's yeah. pretty much game for anything. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we interview a handful of people and, um, you know, wrestlers are more than welcome to be interviewed, looking for some right now. <laughs> and, um, but, but as far as, um, uh, you know, as a porn convention, you know, maybe one day I can like, have my own version of Exotica, maybe my own version yeah. of the AVN, but it'd be a unique, but that's going to take a lot of money and sponsorships, but I think it'd be something different, especially within the New York area, because the New York area, you know, is a huge market for something like that. Very huge. So, you know, yeah. so time will tell. Yeah. And I'm just like, that, because based on all the things that you've been talking about and that you're into and whatnot, I mean, that sounds like the perfect thing for you. This is like, if there's a way to craft an app, and I could just see the menu options or whatever. You got comedy over here. Yeah, that's some, what I want to do. Yeah, some rope shit over here and all this other stuff or whatever. <laughs> at, at the touch of a button, click. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Hey, look, and you're talking about sponsorship. Blue Chew would be great. Hey, look. Hey, look. I use Blue Chew, but I'm also looking for sponsorship to make this shit happen. Yeah. You know, I'm not about being rich tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not about the money. You know. But I'm more about, you know, putting out content and knowing that I'm doing it annoying. Okay. Uh, knowing that I, I'm doing what I love, not just, you know, to make a dollar, you know, I'm, I'm doing it because of what I, I just love it. You know what I mean? You know, there's an art to it and there's a love to it. You know, it's like a, this show to me is a passion project than, than, than a crash, uh, uh, cash grab. Yeah. So. If that makes sense to you, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it does. <laughs> I understand. It's just like, I don't know, just doing what we do, you know, it's just, the sponsorship is kind of tricky or whatever. But nonetheless, I mean. It, oh, it, yeah, you know. Yeah, see, for me, it's very tricky. If, yeah, it's especially like, for easy, you. you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, unless Blue Chew has like a uh, a, muppet, a like a puppet, like a, one of those, uh, the Blue Chew, uh, uh, I don't know, like, like, like Mr. Met, you know, like, yeah. like, like a mascot. I don't know if, if, if Bluetooth has them. Hey, maybe you can, they can bring one to my show. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, sponsorships uh, for me is not the easiest in the world because I'm dealing with restrictions in the studio, but I can do it out, you know, like on YouTube and the Apple podcast and whatnot. Yeah. Now, we talked about a gambit of things or whatnot, and one of the things that caught my ear that we didn't really touch on too much, stand-up comedy. Okay. How do we, how do we fall yeah. into that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been doing stand-up comedy on and off in the last few years. Um, I do it once in a while just to get my name up. I'm just doing it just for two reasons I'm doing it. And I'm still learning the, the, the art of comedy, in the stand-up comedy world, for that matter. Doing it for two reasons. One, to actually get on the road and meet people and see other people from different parts of the country and, you know, and fill the room, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can do that all over the studio. But also... Um, getting over the fear of stage fright. Yeah. I, I, so, I and believe totally it or not, that. even going on live TV, I still get a little bit of stage fright. But at the same time, 
I, um, I do, I, I try to go overcome that, you know, you, if you really love what you do, you just try to overcome your fear by any means necessary. If you love what you do. And that's how I look at it. Yeah. Well, for me in this show, um, it's been an evolution. I think the first year and a half, two years, it was just like a thing to do. And probably after that year and a half, two years or whatever, I started to take it a little more seriously and whatnot. And from another layer to try to add to this is like I've been going to conventions like the Comic Cons and not the Comic Con, but like, you know, those styles of events. I just came back from New Jersey and um, we did um, a, a freaking the J1 Con there or whatever. So they had cosplay and all mm. kind of stuff. And I got to sit on a, a panel with my peers or whatever just to talk about podcasting and everything. And it was kind of nerve mm-hmm. nerve wracking for me because like it was so many different podcasts up there and they had their own lane and everything that they did their things from. And mine, I kind of felt like mine was the most unorthodox out of the whole group because <laughs> I got a question about sponsorship. And, you know, I got um, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices that sponsored the show and now Blue Chew right now on a temporary basis. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, wow. and the way is like when you approach somebody about a sponsorship and, you know, and I was listening to other people on the panel talk about it. It's like they got this press junket and they did this and all this and all kind of stuff like that. And I just straight up asked. I just like I didn't put a press junket together. And then I was just like, hey, man. I like what you're talking about. Can can you sponsor my show? And they was like, all right. <laughs> you know? So, like, mine was a, a thing of luck and just kind of how I do shit. I just ask. And if they say no, no, all right. And if they add, if they say yes and ask for a little more, then I provide that. So, I mean, what the fuck, you know? But it was Yeah, weird. exactly. Because <laughs> it was weird for and everybody. You know, have, yeah, it was, it was weird for everybody to have this formulated response and like this it was so like corporate like and here I am I, mm. I, 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 I just asked and they's like okay <laughs> yeah. hey look I mean I'm one of those weird people that you know when it comes to corporate ship you know um, hey look I'm, I, wear, I wear a leather jacket and sometimes ripped up jeans and, and boots going into meetings I wear I, once in a while if I wear a suit then I'll wear it but, you know, it is, my show is kind of a bit of a weird show to try to get sponsorship as much as possible. But if I share you my show, hope that's enough. But it is kind of hard. You're right. I agree. It's like trying to get sponsorship, especially depending on what kind of show it is. Yeah. It is not that easy as it looks. But and when you mentioned Comic-Cons, that's the other thing we used to we usually cover, too, is Comic-Cons once in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do the coming one in New York City, and our goal is to do the one in San Diego, which yeah. I think is the bigger one, which I think the one in New York is only equally as big. That's yeah. just me. But, um, yeah, we do uh, Comic-Con as well. We love the cosplaying girls. Let's yeah. tell you that. And, and, we, and we make sure they're, on, they're over 18. Yes. And, man, that is, uh, that is like a pain in the ass to find out that they're underage. Yeah. So I, I remember one time um, I had a buddy of mine who went to one of these comic cons and he's asking all these questions. All these girls are like, hey, what are you doing? This and then the third, you know, oh, well, you know, me and my friends are here are celebrating our sweet 16 birthday. And I said, you know, we got to cut this interview right here. You hear the record scratch. What? You hear the record scratch and he's like, all right, all right we got to go. <laughs> exactly. That's how I was. That's her sweet 16. That was a wrap. So, 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah, you got to be careful with those things sometimes too. So, <laughs> and I'm like, look, I'm like, oh yeah, cut, cut this conversation, and then I had to burn that interview. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I'm like, that is a weird environment because there is a grown people that come there to cosplay, and it's like you can tell the ones that are fans. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to speak to it like that. I don't want to be that dude. But it's just like people do this cosplay thing because you know they feel you know a sense of empowerment or whatever. It gives them the freedom to be who they want to be or whatever. And I'm not going to besmirch that or whatever. But there is some. I'm not saying all, but there is some that's just there as a walking thirst trap, pretty much. Because I didn't see. Yeah, oh, we oh, we know tons of guys, and some people are like that on my show, and we even demonstrated on the show sometimes, and it's clear that's what's going on. Yeah, and, and, and it, it kind of makes us the people who does the shows like that kind of um, kind of like we're thirsty ourselves, which it's not really the case. Yeah. But we don't want to, uh, you know, give that impression to all these cosplayers that that's what we're there, though. Even though that's what we are there for, but yeah. we don't want to give that vibe. You know what I mean? We want to make them comfortable as much as possible. And not for nothing, you know, I've always seen girls that dress like She-Ra and Wonder Woman, you know. Yeah. You know, how, of course I'm going to ask them, hey, can you twirl around and can you see what we see? And that's it. Without being too much of a perv. Even though we are perv. <laughs> yeah, because like... But there's, a, there's ways, you got there's ways around it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but you, don't, you want to make them like, you know... They're not sex objects, but we're still, you know, we're gonna we, we want to talk to them as human beings at the same time. Yeah. So um, it's, it's almost that damn that trap, man. Is is almost a catch twenty two? Because I have been to uh, five of these so far in total, and you know, kids are there running around, and you know, they got people doing their cosplay and whatnot. But I felt like out of any places that I've been, you know, to exclude some nightclubs and whatnot. This is the place that I've seen the most boobs and butt cheeks just hanging out in the open in public, you know, at these conventions. I'm like, word, there's little kids running around here. What's up? What's up with this? Hey, it's a funny story. I was in Chicago for one of the exoticas and I was telling a buddy of mine this not too long ago. This was like two years ago. We were in Chicago and we were just doing our thing in exotica and we're and in and, and that same same building the second floor was exotic at the porn convention yeah literally a b- below ground literally on the, on the first floor there was a rosemont con- uh comic-con oh, and man. no joke and the funny thing is is that you would see some of these girls coming from that convention going into the exotica of and you would see tons of you see the most cosplays in this, in this porn convention. Wow! And I realized there was a comic con in there. But what I heard was there was a, um, a security issue that some of the girls underage were attempting to go to the porn convention, yeah. but the security was 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 able to stop them and check their IDs. But the, the problem with that is that some of them look so like. Yeah. It's like they, they 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 look so they look old enough to be over eighteen, and you're looking at them like, wait a minute, they're fifteen and they dress like that. I'm like, holy shit! And then the, oh my god! Then another thing about that, you know, having conventions like that at the same time in the same space, they cross pollinate or whatever. Because you say the the 
adult stuff was upstairs on the second floor. Well, they have to come through the building on the first floor to pass through where all the kids shit. Exactly. Going <laughs> <laughs> I was I was blown away. I was me and my partner with me was actually laughing my our asses off when we saw this, and um, we just couldn't believe it. So it's like, oh, it's whatever. But uh, what's funny is that at that same time. When you walk through the hallway, whatever you see, people mingling. The convent, you know, they're all just sitting down. You know, just you know, you know how you go to the comic cons, you see all these teenagers hanging around. Yeah, <laughs> and you you see a conjugal of people of sitting around from the porn convention and this Rosemont Comic Con. I, so it's like this is just a little bit. This is a perk. This is something I want to do as long as they're on, over eighteen. But yeah, things like that. So, um, and I'm just sitting there but, imagining it as you're saying it or whatever. I mean, I'm just like, they got the benches outside of the restrooms or whatever. And it's like between halls of both conventions and whatnot. And you got a dude dressed up as Master Chief. And you got this dude in a rubber gimp suit just sitting there talking to each other. <laughs> Shit. Exactly. That's what it was happening, which is hilarious. So you had to be there. So it's like, this is surreal. So, but, but yeah, that, uh, those are the things I've seen over the years. So, um, and as I, as, as I'm talking to you, I'm actually currently working, working on a documentary about WTF. Hopefully it'll be out within the next few years about how things got started, how things are behind the scenes. So I'm currently, that's in the, uh, working progress. Right. I dig it, man. I dig it. Well, shit. I mean, but we got the comedy going on. We got the BDSM. We got the pro wrestling. We got just multimedia galore for a span of twenty five years. Yeah, just crazy. Twenty five years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just needed sponsorships and we're good to go. Like we just talked about. And you know, I'm not. I'm like begging for stuff. Well, I am actually. It is not that easy. (laughs) But it's like, come on, help me out here. It's like I've been doing this for a long time, but. Um, I can tell I can tell you how there's ways you can contact me. Um, one is my website, which is um temporarily through my YouTube page, which is wtfworld.com. But I'm working on fixing that. Mm-hmm. And and also you can go to my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash wtf tv live. Oh, yeah, to make sure, because my last one got shut down, those assholes. Again, at youtube.com forward slash WTFTV live. And more subscribers, please, because I lost like 70,000 of those people. Yeah, I just and, both of them. Yes, and also my wrestling YouTube page is youtube.com forward slash WTF wrestling for all your wrestling needs, if you will. <laughs> and, and my show is live every Tuesday night at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Um, channel 34 in Manhattan if you live in New York City or you can go on mnn.org community one but I always plug it on my Twitter which is both Instagram and Twitter at WTF TV pretty simple to remember and uh, that's WTF TV and that's about it as far as I got so much social media but and if you're on Snapchat I'm on WTF TV too well, shit so, yeah, you talk, yeah. You talk about and if, and if you're anybody, oh, I'm one line. I'm sorry. Yeah, go I'm ahead, a plugging whore. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, want to plug my uh, phone phone number if anybody wants to talk about sponsorship. My voicemail is my hotline is two one two five nine one zero eight seven one. You leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as, as soon as I can. 
So that's a hotline that I always have with me. So if anybody wants to talk about sponsorship and some business shit along the way. So, and if you want to be a guest, be spanked or want to be an up and coming porn star, contact me and all that good stuff. (laughs) Word. I mean, yeah. And and if you're a wrestler, can I talk? I like to interview you too, even though you may not want to talk to me, but I would love to. Yeah. See that that's a dag on um he gave you the bat phone, man. He you you press that number and the freaking signal go up in the air and he'll come running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um yeah, man. So um but yeah, so that's that's basically it, man. But but thank you for having me on, man. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's been an interesting conversation. For sure. I mean for sure, for sure, because I mean you just blew my mind with all this shit, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 my mind is blown. The fact that you're inviting me to something like this, not, like I said, you know, not many people invite me to these things. So, um, well, with that, but, be, with that being said, you've been a guest of the show one time, so the door is always open for you to come back. But uh, I'm gonna need you to wash well, your hands and everything, and you know, you leave all that other shit at your house. I don't need no flogging ropes and all this uh, other stuff when you come through. Ah, uh, no, 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 don't worry about that. Unless you, unless you know somebody that's willing to be flogged and spanked. <laughs> And that was the man, Mr. Nelson Torres of What the Fuck TV and What the Fuck Wrestling. But when you're looking for it, you got to put WTF because I don't think that would be a smart move to put cuss words in your joint out there. But then again, look at the stuff that he's doing with the inside of his, uh, you know, his content and whatnot. But 25 years, man, I, I had to speak somebody, speak somebody, speak to somebody with that much knowledge and experience, you know, creating content for over 25 years, man, that's freaking crazy from public access to uh, what I, what I said, like in the interview podcasting is the new public access or whatever. You, you can do it free and you can say whatever the hell you want. Not so much like public access, but I, I kind of feel like it's on the same wavelength and everything for those of you who are independent and you want to do it your way, on your own terms, you know, that was the way of public access. And, you know, nobody gave you money to run a TV show. So public access was where it's at. Nobody giving you money to run your freaking radio station or however you want to do it. Podcasting is the medium for you. If you got a message or you just want to promote and do whatever, here we are. And man, and look, you heard what he said, man. You're a cool dude or whatever. But I mean, you know, that was a lot of, <laughs> I'm not saying it was strange, but it, cause everybody got their own thing and whatnot, but get your man on your shows. You know, he need put, put 25 years, man. We, we owe him that much to, you know, have him on our shows and pick his brain and have him put that knowledge out there and whatnot. But anyway, um, as this has been put out today, Sunday, November 17th. I, I know I'm going against the thing that I hate. I'm dating things and whatnot. But last night was the H-Town Podfest, second annual at uh, Bar Bohemian. Um, it, it was a great turnout. I say it in the sense that actual listeners showed up, not necessarily podcasters. But at the same token, there were new podcasters, new shows that came this year that wasn't there last year. So I consider that a success. I got some business cards to some uh, new podcasts that I wasn't privy to before. So I'm going to be hitting them up, maybe have them on the show or just, you know, connect and, you know, see what they're doing on their end and whatnot. You know, this, this, uh, us independent podcasters. I mean, we the ones without celebrity and everything. We don't have a big company or TV or radio station backing us 
to do this content. We do it because this is what we want to do. This is what we like to do. This is something that we're exploring. You know, not everybody that's doing podcasting right now doesn't have a particular goal in mind to, you know, have, you know, a big empire or whatever the hell it is. It's just that you're trying something new in your life. You're trying to see if this is for you. Because, I mean, the statistics are out there. There's over 700,000 podcasts, you know, out there. But I think less than 30% are active because, you know, I mean, it is what it is. People jump in. They try it. They don't like it. They back out. And that's what life is all about. Trying new things. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But what I would recommend is if you jump in the podcasting game, you find out this isn't something for you something that you can keep up consistently or whatever the hell it is when you back out take all your shit with you (laughs) you know let's get them statistics down the numbers down or whatever because you know that's eating up bandwidth and space and whatnot i don't know how this shit work but still you know you probably holding up something for somebody else like that punk motherfucker on instagram that has the the handle tag 3r show i want that shit but he got the account all gummed up and everything, and I can't have it. You sorry bastard. <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is. Um, hopefully, you know, we, we've met some new people there, and uh, we can make our unit tighter, make it stronger or whatever to get the let the world know that H-Town is here to podcast. And uh, we got some interesting things to say, baby. And uh, maybe we can do some more of these events instead of just once a year, maybe quarterly which I suggested last night to a couple of people. So, I mean, things can be on the horizon. I mean, the dream is, and you know, we all talked about it last night as well. A, a group of us, the dream is to open up a studio, man, that, you know, people can come in and record and do their live streams and all that stuff. That's the dream, man. But, you know, being broke ain't helping the dream and, you know, lack of sponsors and, you know, financial backing and whatnot, you know, that that, that makes the dream. It, it, I wouldn't say impossible. It's still plausible, but it's just one of those longer lengthy goals and whatnot. And think about that, man. Twenty five years. This dude has been creating content and you heard him. You heard the struggles. It's hard to get what he does. Sponsorship and whatnot. But still, he's doing something that he likes, loves or whatever the case may be. And, you know, that's kind of the snag point at things. When you do something you really enjoy, it's kind of hard to find people that fit your demographic that want to back you financially or whatnot. But fortunately enough, um, we have a temporary sponsorship with uh, Blue Chew. Uh, Blue, go to bluechew.com and um, on your first order, you can get that for free if you use the promo code RANDOM. R-A-N-D-O-M. Use that promo code at checkout. The only thing you have to pay is shipping. Five bucks. That, that that's that's nothing. Five dollars. But you get the um, the product free your first time and whatnot. I think that's only only a twenty dollar packages and whatnot. But use that promo code random and uh go to bluechew.com and take advantage of something, you know, spice up your sex life. Uh, give you that confidence that you uh, were missing before. Because a lot of the things, I mean, people think uh, ED, it, I mean, it's just like sometimes it's not even the disease that's afflicting you, man. It's something in your head. Is you, you, Your confidence is uh, holding you back from, you know, doing things and whatnot. And this can be that little bit of a confidence booster that you may need and whatnot. 
Yeah, look at your boy B Rob selling penis pills and whatnot. But still, I told you about that before. I I, I rock with them because they're fellow wrestling fans like me, and I like you know their interactions on Twitter and whatnot. So that that's what drew me to them. And you know, I hope they get to stick around. Do your part. Get you some penis pills at BlueChew.com. <laughs> <laughs> they're chewable baby you know but anyway also shout out to the OG the forever sponsor hopefully you know hopefully they blow up and take me with them they're already on store shelves baby they're on store shelves out there in Utah they they base the operation and they partner with a, I think a freaking uh, restaurant and everything to use their herbs and spices yes that is correct I'm talking about hooks rubs and spices baby proud sponsor of the Random Rams with Rob podcast and right now if you go to Etsy.com and search Hooks Rubs and Spices or I can give you the whole address you type in Hooks in your, in your web browser you type in Hooks Rubs and Spices dot Etsy dot com and you can just save that to your browser save that in your favorites so whenever you run low on your spices or you run out hit that favorites tab baby and go to Etsy.com find Hooks Rubs and Spices get 10 percent off your order six dollars or more if you use the promo code three r show i'm in here pulling my arms like i'm telling a freaking uh <laughs> the goddamn uh truck driver to blow his air horn and shit i'm i'm doing the, the call sign telling everybody to hurry up we, we got some shit we got to do <laughs> but anyway thank you to the sponsors thank you for listening and be a part of things we got uh the nerd con uh, second annual event coming up here December 7th. All the information is in the show description. Just check that out. And um, that's next time you see me in person somewhere, unless something come up in between or after, which I will keep you updated on the podcast and social media. So follow the show on Twitter at 3RShow. You can follow on Instagram using the hashtag 3RShow or hashtag Walmart log. You can also find us on Facebook by searching 3R Show or Random Rounds with Rob. And you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show, like buying merchandise from my merch store or being a Patreon for $1. There's only two tiers on my Patreon. You get the $1 tier to help show your support and you got the $10 tier. If you want me to do some work and produce extra content, that's my price. 10 bucks. You get me talking about whatever it is that you want me to talk about. Maybe some movie reviews or whatever have you and even Miss B-Rob will show up but you're only getting that in the $10 tier but anything else that I may throw up in there and you get chances to win free stuff and free merchandise all at the $1 tier but if you want extra content $10. Pick your poison, baby. $1, $10. Patreon.com. Search the Random Rounds with Rob or 3R Show. And um, Amazon links. I know you're shopping on Amazon. I got links on my website, randomrobcast.com. You click on there, take you to Amazon, save that in your favorites. So anytime you go to Amazon, you click that link and whatever you buy on there, I get a little percentage off of. You know, you don't pay nothing extra, blah, 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 blah. I got a wish list on there. If you want to donate gear to the show, got Amazon wish list on there. Christmas coming up. My birthday coming up in March. And speaking of my birthday, I have a goal on Apple iTunes 
to reach 100 reviews or any reviews anywhere. If you if you want to do it anywhere else, I know everybody don't have an iPhone, but I'm trying to reach 100 reviews on Apple iTunes or on Apple Podcasts before my birthday or on my birthday, March 29th. It's currently November, so March 29th. I think I'm sitting at 72, 73 reviews. So it's it's a doable goal, and I need your help. I really appreciate the help if you can get me 100 reviews by March 29th. So I've plugged everything. I've said all the things. Um, you can hit your boy up on the voicemail if you want to leave a voicemail at 304-825-5762. Leave a voicemail so it can be played on the show. And yeah, be a part of the show. Tweet me on social media. Hashtags. Boom, boom. I'll see you next time.